0: Hello, you are watching an informative video to learn more about an English word, perfect. P-E-R-F-E-C-T, perfect, definitions of perfect, adjective, having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics, as good as it is possible to be, perfect.
1: What's good, beautiful people? I am DW. My pronouns are they, them, and theirs. And I'm chilling with the fantastic, most stupendous Liam.
0: What's good, everybody? My name's Liam, and my pronouns are he, him, and his.
1: And Liam and I, we've been kicking it since elementary school, and you are listening to What's Perfect Really podcast.
0: On this podcast, we talk about moments in music and the impact those moments had on our lives, our friendship, and the whole world.
1: And our mission is to bring light to the perfect moments in music we think deserve a little more
0: appreciation. And today, we are going to talk about White Soul and an artist named Sam Hunt. <laughs> That's how it was described to me when I first
1: what? When I
0: heard about the song. Um, and the name Shit. of the song is Body Like a Back Road. And I'm going to make a case as to why I think this is a perfect moment in music for me. Let's get into it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. have that you ever have heard a, that expression before white fuck? soul no? i didn't heard it till recently yo that was a purposeful curveball
1: you did that you had that <laughs> throw that on purpose you knew you knew what was coming You're like i know dw is gonna be like what the fuck is this i bring that shit here
0: <laughs> uh I, I i'm not sure how prevalent this uh I've never to. heard the term, but I'm not surprised it exists. Yeah, it, w- it was uh, news to me, but um, it was Wait, used, so, and it did draw me funny. in. I was like, what is that?
1: Oh, my gosh. Out of I need to get. Oh, this. my gosh. Who coined that? I don't even want to know. All right. Whatever.
0: Uh, uh. Interestingly <laughs> enough, it was from like a podcast where I wasn't. It's not like a country music, but mo- normally would talk about rap music. I, I learned about the song from a podcast and oh, there was this like gosh. offshoot conversation about like, what do you listen to? That's not rap. And this was the song that was brought up. <laughs> I'm just like the the
1: the. I'm still in the white soul thing. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, the I don't, the. the yeah. Oh my goodness! How do I? In my immediate thought is, why is there a division? Soul to soul. Hmm. Either you either you sing it, either you sing soul, or you don't. Yeah. Period. There's no
0: the ways. And so this is interesting. The people who I heard use it and I have heard it used in a very small context and who knows, it may have just been a small inside joke amongst this group of people, Mm -hmm. but they were, they were black people. And I think that part of what they were trying to do is kind of describing like country music that they actually like. So they were, Mm -hmm. they were pulling out of it that this is actually the good version that they mess with and not, you know, country. I am making huge, sweeping assumptions on this off <laughs> conversation I heard on a podcast a couple years ago.
1: I mean, but I could understand, I could understand how people have that perspective of like, even white soul is different from whatever other soul that there is. And mm-hmm. of course we know just soul that comes from black folk, but there's a, you have to make a distinction because it's very different. But it's also too like, country music is black music anyway. We, we, yeah. So it's just. I, I
0: agree.
1: We're just.
0: We're just talking about black shit. Yeah. That's all. So and so okay. I, I, and I saw this documentary yesterday morning. Um, about Anne one remember and one the basketball thing oh i didn't finish it you f- did you finish it i watched I the whole got... thing yeah it was really good first first 10 minutes all right go
1: ahead you can you can mess it up for me if you want to um i'll watch it anyway
0: yeah and i mean it's stuff you already know but what's interesting mm-hmm. to me is like the part of Anne one i remember is the very beginning when they had these like mixtape vhs and you like had to go to your friend's house to like watch it okay hold on, it hold, on, hold, on, hold on hold on yeah, hold on hold
1: on before we get into what is the song about though oh, okay. because My bad.
0: yeah so this song is basically you know this the artist it's so it's it's the vibe of it excuse me oh let me rewind i'm getting i'm getting way out of sorts the whole white soul <laughs> fucked us both up to a level <laughs> we not we did not expect <laughs> it's a really simple song uh, the singer sam hunt is is singing about his partner and that he really appreciates her body and he kind of uses this double entendre to uh describe her body as a back road in a very you know a flirty way it's a very lighthearted song
1: Okay. So I, I, now back to An one.
0: Yeah. So An one, and they're talking about An one now. Again, I remember AN One, like the initial mixtapes that came out when it was really just like VHS and it was it, they did a great mm-hmm. job, this kind of underground marketing campaign right. for the internet and all that stuff. But in this documentary that I was watching, I kind of tuned out of An one not too long after those mixtapes were the thing. And then there was like they would go on tour and this whole thing. And mm-hmm. then there was this basketball player named the Professor, who was like the only white An one player. And in the documentary they're interviewing all these the black and one basketball players who were really the you know the, the players that built it up and of course the professor i think got the most famous out out oh, of the whole group yeah. of bas- basketball players
1: what happened to hot sauce
0: okay hot sauce was really yeah and it was like they yeah. kind of showed the levels of what it was and then um the guys were talking about the professor and there was a lot of it was kind of a complicated subject matter you could tell for them because on the one hand they recognized and they were speaking to the unfairness that he was doing what everyone else there was doing, but he was at a level of success that was above all of his peers on the court. And of mm. course, he's this white guy and he looks kind of like Eminem and like all the stuff just kind of fit for this markability and he's making more money. And you could tell on the one hand, they were like, we respect his basketball ability because he he earned his his skill level to get to become our peer. But the way that the rewards are getting handed out is very unfair. Mm. And what he did point to also, though, is that in the black community, when a white person is able to kind of authentically show talent, they get celebrated a lot. And I just kind of feel like when I heard this term white soul used in the context that I heard it in, it was kind of this type of conversation Mm -hmm. going around, like where I have to tip my cap to this uh, person who I normally wouldn't tip my cap to.
1: Yes. No, I, it, and I, I thank you for bringing that up because I, it's almost like the expectation. I remember younger be like, oh, is that white person dancing? Like they're dancing, dancing. Oh, yeah. shit. Get this on camera. They're dancing, you, you know, and me being like, oh, snap. Uh, and being really thoroughly surprised in the way that people are surprised when black people are educated. White people are surprised and like, oh, you're so articulate, <laughs> yeah. you know, like that, that kind of surprise. Uh and I think you know there's a lot of layers to that, and I and I love that you pointed that out uh, when in relationship to this because it's something that it's it's this overarching topic that we're always going to have to address in in every way when you're talking about music and you're talking about whiteness because yeah. of the complication that happens with music and in in the development of music and the creativity of music and the way that it's evolved.
0: One thing that I think. I don't think about that much, but is very interesting is again, just this term like white soul, like it's just this, it takes one second to say it. It's two words that are used very commonly for a whole bunch of different reasons, but it is so, so many factors go in to, and flash in people's minds when they hear it. And this stands for like a lot of things in, in what we to- talk about and in music in particular, where like you don't hold someone's hand through something, but it, a simple statement can really generate a lot of energy good and bad uh, around it
1: yeah I love that too just in us when you said it I said what you know and then having the perspective of you I think this conversation went like this and then saying oh I could I could understand how somebody would walk away with that but why does this even exist yeah you know so not I I mess with that perfect moment since the last time we've seen each other you wanna go first with me um
0: you want me I'll go first all right, Okay, I usually go first, but do you go first sometimes? Matter of fact, you don't go first anymore. Right. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. All right, um, <laughs> uh, I'm 40, but I really like like rap music, <laughs> but like young rap music. So there's a new rapper named OMBJD, and he's another like New York City drill artist. And we had talked a lot. This is kind of like a running theme, a common thread through all of our episodes. Is this uh, New York City drill? Um. And it's just interesting. Something becomes popular and then it gets oversaturated. And then there's a lot of untalented people in that group, which is what I think happened to this New York City drill. But this new artist, I think he's really good and talented. And I ended up checking out a lot of his music this past week. And he's still at like 100,000 views. So he's not by any means a big, successful artist. But, you know, you can I, I feel like when talent shows itself at whatever level in the career it's at, it's very evident right away. So shout out to OMBJD. I think he's doing a perfect job of being a young, talented artist. I low-key love
1: that the theme is is Bronx Drill that runs through our show. <laughs> it's just like it will never go away. It's still there. Uh, a perfect moment for me is, first of all, I just killed another spider uh, with my vacuum cleaner. So I just want to note because it's just relevant in my life right now but
0: the, the I perfect keep undefeated <laughs> Why did and, keep I, mean, I kind now?
1: of feel bad because it's like you know it's a life but it's almost it's also too like this is my space yep. but is it really my space okay anyway but the fair is in town mm-hmm. this week in in the small town that I'm uh, like next to and I only go to the fair to get fried dough that's it and I had an experience of going to the fair, taking taking my baby with me to the fair, putting them on my back and saying, You are going to have the best tasting food <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I went and got some fried dough, put some confectionery this confectionery sugar, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this time I, I did it did it fancy. I did the dough balls. They have the dough balls instead of just the fried dough. Yeah, I was fancy with it. And yeah, I put it in front of uh put it in front of the baby and the baby was just like Ah, threw that shit on the floor. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, you know, but it was perfect for me because it's just also, it was one of those moments like I got to have fried dough and I got to have more because you didn't want that. So <laughs> it's for me. maybe it's an acquired taste.
0: So, Whatever, the, so the baby didn't even try it like or tried it and then threw it on the floor.
1: Tried it and then, then the next bite was like, nah, I'm good. Got it. Are you it's familiar with taste. funnel cake? no i don't think so and and okay. i don't mess with fun- oh man we're not even gonna get to the story that remember the time i had the funnel cake when we went to the movies do you remember did you almost choke and die <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> i did I went to <laughs> we both have traumatic experiences with funnel cake
1: yo no we went to the movies i had funnel cake uh, from the movies and i was like oh it's kind of like fried dough yeah. yeah no it's not no it's not. Oh, it's not in theory it is but in taste it's not do you know i had wow. to go i had I had the shits for like f- three or four <laughs> days. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember that. Liam and I oh, used to I be roommates. Detail, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, Liam, it's bad, yo. And I had to go to the store to get stopped up because I couldn't stop myself from. It was just like, no, Ugh. Yeah. no funnel cake is not the same.
0: All right. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'll lay it. I just think there <laughs> should be more open dialogue about pooping in general. I just feel like this is part of our society that needs to be addressed in a more open and honest (laughs) way
1: well there we did anything you want to say about elimination yes
0: i just think it's a very important part of life and people do need to be educated on the impacts it has and how to do it well um but it's not talked about that way it's just like deep dark secret that everyone hides from
1: yeah and we can get into tissue and all that stuff but i'm not going to because i could go i could go i have strong opinions about that too (laughs) all right
0: i forget where we even were awareness oh yeah are were you aware of the song not at all me neither i was zero awareness i'm very late to the party um and i i'm so unaware that i didn't even realize till we started this podcast like 10 minutes before i actually googled the song <laughs> to like read about it beyond just how i felt about it i thought it was this like little obscure country song that just like oh, i stumbled across and this is like the dope song I pull out and shuffle when, like, no one's expecting it. Like, oh, what's that? It's really dope. Wow, I never heard that before. Meanwhile, it's, like, the gigantic smash record. Yes. That was, like, a huge deal. It's a smash. <laughs> I'm like, totally, like, out of the loop.
1: Every interview I watch with Sam Hunt, people mention this song. Yeah. Every interview is like, oh, this this song is amazing, you know? No. And we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit more. I'm glad you looked it up because you would have... I would have been sounding
0: stupid <laughs> on this thing
1: word so the song came out in 2020
0: no i think it came out in 2017 ah yeah
1: but it's that's on it. the south side album
0: yeah i think it was- i think that came out in 2017 because that's when the youtube kind of official version is is posted um mm-hmm. But it seemed a bit like it became more popular than they expected it to. So it's kind of like, you know, sometimes artists release something and they don't expect necessarily a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes this bigger deal. And I was like, holy shit, this has to be the single for this album that hasn't even been made yet. I
1: mm. think. Okay. All right. 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 Okay. Because I, it's on the South Side album, which was released in 2020. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. It could have been. Now, that wasn't the Big Sean episode, but it just, it, it when the song was leaked, mm-hmm. um, Living Single but I don't think it was on the album. It just came out as a single because it was leaked. yeah. All right. So <clears throat> I was not aware of the song at okay. all.
0: Um, do you, seeing as you just heard it for this week, have, do you have come down with a firm decision? Do you think it's perfect, not perfect? Or you're still like, Hey, I need time to figure this out. I still need a little
1: bit of time. I think there are elements of perfection in it for sure. Um, And we can talk about that as we go, but yeah. I'm, I'm still uh, undecided about it. Yeah. I will say, vibe check, I was, I did ride in the car with it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and I was, it was night, Saturday yeah. night, all of the college students was out. I was going for oh, some really? pizza. Yeah. And I was, body like back bro. <laughs> <rolling, laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> like the back of my head. Right. So I was very just, catchy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely had me. And I was like, Ooh, bump this again. Let me put it on repeat. So it did yeah. have me on a repeat vibe and I was just chilling, like bopping. Doing my thing as I was on the way, and I didn't change the song, so that for me is a great sign a that song. I was vibing to it for for a minute. Yeah. Um, so that that's where I'm at with it currently. But I I did I do picture you, which mm-hmm. is kind of you know you have this smirk that yeah. you have when you're kind of you're happy, but you don't really want to show the world that you're happy, so you kind of have this smile that you do that thing mm-hmm. that you do. Um, I imagine that in the car listening to this song. And you being so satisfied, like, I'm listening to this song in my car with my sunroof and my windows down <laughs> on my block and I'm chilling. But you're in slow motion in your head. You know what I mean? Like, Not yeah, necessarily so- to everybody else, but you're in slow motion listening to this song like it's a summer day mm. and you're totally the cool person. Yeah. But I imagine you doing that. Does that happen when you to this song?
0: There's two vibe tracks for me. There's like the the kind of like more cliche way to describe it, which is like when I listen to this song, I feel like I'm in Alabama. I'm in like an old but decent pickup truck going through like, you know, those like fields with tall grass, like in the south, you know, and there's like no buildings around. The cotton fields, Liam? Are you talking <laughs> oh, no. about cotton? Are you going around watching black people pick cotton? Is that what you're saying? A empty field. <laughs> <laughs> it says no. No ties to humanity. I'm driving around, and my partner's there. And like, your partner has to have like cut off jean shorts, and then yeah. the windows are down. But my actual vibe check, and your are very astute, is uh, I don't live in this type of area. And we've talked about how my insecurities become quickly defined. And if there's any doubt, and like, how I feel, I'm supposed to visually be connected to the song in a public eye. It's how loud do I play it when I drive through my neighborhood, and I pull up to the stop sign, and there's thugs at the corner. <laughs> Like this, do I turn it up? Do I turn it down? Do I roll my windows up? Do I roll my windows down? And this one, I like to play it uh louder. And I uh, okay. I don't let me know why. give you, let me give you, I'm gonna give you a substitute
1: for thugs because you being this is not a good look,
0: yeah, it's not, yeah.
1: Oh, it's not mind. a good look when you say it. Okay. So, as, as your friend who mm-hmm. wants you to be better in the world, we got to come up with another word for thugs because as you use it, tell me what you mean by thug. Let's go there. Let's go no, there, and it, then let's bring it back.
0: So, this is like the how, how do you say like the knee jerk or the the type of racism that be, when you grow up in America, I believe you become. It's not even just racist because it's it, it it spans beyond just that. There's like gender involved and all these different things, right? But it's the thing that subliminally happens in your head before you even know who the person is before you look at their humanity you look at these categorizations things instantly like it auto processes right and i don't care if you feel you're evolved less evolved i just feel like this happens in the back of your head immediately and then you react to it afterwards and then you think about it afterwards but the immediacy of it is involuntary and i think of um young people of color who i don't know they weren't male identifying, at least as far as how they present themselves. In the-
1: That's honest as fuck. And, and I, I guess that.
0: another key thing to point out is if you look like you're not going somewhere at a reasonable walking speed. So if you're walking too fast, I'm suspicious. If you're not walking and you're just standing on the corner, I'm suspicious too. So the speed of movement also factors in. So it's, it's beyond yeah. just...
1: So, King and I talk about this often. I mean, what I mean, my partner. <laughs> just, but we talk about this often, mm-hmm. that when you are hanging out with your white friends in high school, like, you're just chilling with your white friends in high school. And then when they get older, you're like, oh, you're a white guy. Yeah. And now I'm having this moment of, Liam, you are a white guy, because mm-hmm. now you think that the people that you hung out with in high school are thugs.
0: Mm.
1: You know what I mean? Because yeah. Think about it. Think about all the people you hung out with in high school, and if you put them on the corner, mm-hmm. those would be thugs. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking about, uh, like, I appreciate the honest conversation and being like, yo, this is really real. We got to come up with another way because you're saying they're, they're humanity. But if you flash back to you being that person, I would have been a thug with you. Mm-hmm. But actually, you would have never been a thug. I would have been the only thug. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. But now you're just perpetuating the same thing that you once lived in. Because Mm -hmm. you have the privilege of being able to do so. True. You feel me? Yeah. And it's not like a T. Go ahead.
0: No. So, and and I think part of the dynamic that's kind of weird to wrap my head around as I think about it is, again, in this kind of quick thing where I'm not being thought out about it. Like, I'm trying to look cool in the eyes of these people in my neighborhood who I don't know. (laughs) And you look down on.
1: Think about it. You're saying these These you're calling them thugs. You're not even calling them people. Like these, you're calling them a name because you don't know their names, Mm -hmm. but you're assuming they're thugs. When I see people, I'm like, "Yo, what up, homie?" That to me is like, "That's my relative. That's my homie." Got it. You know, I don't know your life, Mm -hmm. but you could easily be the homie. You could easily be one of my homies. That's and and it could be from from my body, my perspective. But I think about that too. Like I do have my judgments of other people, Mm -hmm. but
0: I challenge myself in the moment to be like, "Yo." I think you're right because I'm using the word "thug." To try to describe to like generic people. And I'm probably, because I'm coming from a white perspective, thinking like generic white people. And like, how would they perceive this dynamic that I'm encountering when I'm driving through my neighborhood? And that's why I'm thinking of the word thug. I wouldn't say that like I'm looking down on them because part of me wants to create this like authentic human interaction and in this I I want this, 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 this moment is coming up where I'm pulling up to the intersection. And you have to stop at the stoplight. And there's always these awkward stoplight, not stoplight, stop sign interactions where people Mm -hmm. are trying to cross the street. Are you trying to let them go? Are they actually crossing? Are they not? Can I see the cars coming around the corner? All this stuff. Right. And especially in the summer, there's this very weird, like human dynamic that happens between you and the stranger where you're in very close proximity. You're both in a somewhat vulnerable position. And like a lot of times the music that's happening can make both of you kind of assess the other one. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess part of my hope when I come into these uh, intersection interactions is that I'm playing the music that's going to set the right tone for me and this stranger. Mm -hmm. So I'm a lot of pressure on music.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that could be that's part of it, too. But what my thing that I'm going to place for you, I guess the thought that I'm going to place for you is. You said it already. What would it be like if you just saw this person as human? Yeah. And challenge yourself to do that. Yeah. Just like I challenged myself to do that. And what perspective would that word thug still be there? Just like the word when you said douche, would that word still exist mm-hmm. for you if you actually looked at it and find to, and thought about what it really was? Yeah. And does that still belong there? Yeah. But it's like those little nuances mm-hmm. when we're in conversation where I'll just be like, you know, I'm walking away from you right now because yeah. not only am I embarrassed, but also I can't stand that you're my white friend right now you're embarrassing me in front of people <laughs> like you know what I mean like those are the moments where where black people people who look like me are just like fuck dude this shit is work right gotcha but again still I love you having a mm-hmm. conversation and challenge you,
0: challenging you think about that I think I need to think about the word to try to like articulate the the specifics of this dynamic because it, it, it's a very different dynamic than when I'm in a white neighborhood and I approach mm-hmm. an intersection mm-hmm. and you know I'm trying to think of good ways to articulate it because you just, are right as someone who lives in a neighborhood where get constantly identified with just immediate negative connotations. That is 99 percent not the case for everyone that you meet within that existing community. But but even, look, even later, yeah. you're gentrifying the neighborhood, my homie. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like you are a
1: guest. Yes. And you like these dogs. OK, mm-hmm. welcome to Brooklyn. Like what? Yes. I think there's a lot of thought. There's a lot of thought for you. Maybe some stuff you can uncover. Read a Bell Hooks book or something. Let's what get, is Bell's it? Bell's Hooks. Bell Hooks.
0: Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get save this for a later we're, day.
1: We're not. We're not going. Yeah, we're not going to go there. We're going to get back to this song. Yeah. Back the song. The white soul. Easy. Let's get back to this white soul. All
0: right. Vibe check. I think probably the Alabama pickup truck is like the more like universally kind of. I think mm-hmm. most people can relate to that. <laughs> Less so <laughs> my dynamic with this song. Okay. Do well, you know what I did
1: notice about this song though? What's is that, that uh I may be kind of slightly off and I may be just doing a little too much here, but whatever. I noticed that this is the a one of the first songs where maybe this person is not doing something to. This male identified person is not doing something to
0: mm-hmm.
1: the femme. Yes. Right. In the songs, in the other songs that you've picked, it's always doing something to. But really, more of an attempt at observation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Does that make sense? Appreciation.
0: Yeah, yeah, like. yeah.
1: Right, in in a way that they know how to appreciate. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's not completely an objectifying, you know, because that's something that's just innate in the culture that we live in. Mm-hmm. But the thought of this person is pulling back a little bit yeah. and being like, "Oh, this is I am." having this appreciation and that to me is there's it brings a lightness to the song that I'm just like oh I really mess with this in a way where it's an easy listen you know I can listen to it over and over and over again and I can appreciate the idea of someone knowing my body like the back of their hand like that to me when you love somebody that is something or you appreciate somebody or you check it for somebody that's something that I want that person to know Mm -hmm. you feel me
0: yeah I think this song hits on a really important idea and i actually like the fact that there's no official music video for the song because of course if there was a music video there would be a woman and then she would be the you know the the Mm -hmm. muse of the music video maybe can't assume can't assume but it usually when you have a music video it ties it to some specific image that you have to then tie the lyrics to Mm -hmm. and this doesn't have that and i think that that's good because this is the type of song i think where you're intended to use your imagination And to be able to, the lyrics aren't so specific about like this exact characteristic. It's kind of vague, general. uh, It's more a song about appreciating your partner than it is about absolute characteristics about your partner. And because of that, I think it applies to a wide swath. Basically, everyone can somehow relate to the song. And I like that it's left ambiguous to a certain degree.
1: The ambiguity of it makes it a lovable song, too. Is this the same one? Wait, no. What was it? I think there was... Was there another song that was we were talking about that was lovable in this way? No, it uh-huh. was lovable for a different reason. I think we're talking about okay. um, CK. Yeah. But, no, I love the ambiguity because then it gives people an opportunity to see themselves in that place. And I think that's what makes songs really popular and really rich in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to allow people to see themselves being that person or being part of our part of whatever it is that you are that you're creating
0: yeah exactly by yep so one thing too that i'm late to this song and it's apparently a huge hit and um i am not a avid country music fan so i'm a a outsider in as far as like my knowledge on this topic but apparently this song is used in his example as kind of like bad country music by country music uh critics like the the gatekeepers of country music kind of like this is their example of like you know like um what was it will smith's getting jiggy with it was like used as kind of like the bad rap song that hip-hop oh, theorists would trash <laughs> when it was they needed an example
1: okay what you just
0: said yeah
1: that was my perfect moment actually <laughs> that shit was funny that i forgot but what i didn't write down okay is that i was listening to will smith and i was like fucking it. it is actually really <laughs>
0: It's a good song.
1: It's a really yeah. good song. <laughs> and, and I put it on because my like my kid was doing something and I was yep. like, "Oh, you getting jiggy with it." And then <laughs> I started playing the song and they were like, "No, no, 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 no." Okay, but anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: But so to me, this song and j- getting jiggy with it cuz I I'm sure I hated getting jiggy with it back when it came out cuz I was yeah. like, you needed to like have this like hardcore, <laughs> you know, hip hop, you know, content, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure I dismissed Get Jiggy Wit. it. And now when I hear it pop on, I'm like, okay, this is staying on until the song's <laughs> over. I'm not changing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, Man, I'm like, doing it too. I'm doing it too, and and Men in Black. When that yeah. joint comes on and, and Coco from SWV comes
0: in on the chorus, that, that song soars. Like, yeah. it's dope, you know what I mean, so. And not to get like super deep, but like part of my hope for this podcast is to, I wanna look at music and appreciate music not as how it relates to the industry or some sort of critical uh like judgment Mm -hmm. but like how does it just feel for the human listener you know i don't care Mm -hmm. like that this song is the one that got them signed and got their contract for the next album and it meant this to the country music industry like i just like listening to it when i drive around and like that's what it actually means to basically 99.999 percent of the world but in music journalism i feel like they don't ever talk about music enough like that it's always referred to from an industry perspective and um thankfully i think for everyone that likes a song like i do and is frustrated (laughs) that i think it got an eight percent rating as far as like you know there's like rotten tomatoes for um
1: oh wow yeah it's got an
0: eight and whatever the country music rotten tomatoes is so like people love to hate the song but i think there's a lot more people who are uh the minority who like this <laughs> song and just, you know, feel like, oh shit, I can't say I like Look, it because some of those
1: I think the song's a bop. I do think it's a bop. I was definitely in there like, oh shit. I know it now. I know the song now for sure. Mm-hmm. And I know who who wrote it, et cetera, et cetera. Look, let me tell you
0: something.
1: Yeah. When I was listening to the song, yes. The very first line was got a girl from the south side mm-hmm. got braids in her hair. Oh, you know what I thought? Do you know what I thought at that moment? I don't know. I was like, "Oh shit, Sam Hunt likes black women in (laughs) fangs." Holy shit! What what Southside braids like? Oh my gosh! Mm. Oh, you down with the swirl, Sam Hunt? You're down with the swirl. (laughs) Like, listen. Okay, now we're talking about something. (laughs) I was excited. (laughs) I was excited, I was like this explains the hip hop, the hi hats, everything. Yes, There's yeah, so yeah. much explanation to it. I just I took myself on this whole road, and then I went down, you know, the rabbit hole and found out that the person that they're married to is actually I don't know what their their nationality or or their ethnicity is, but mm-hmm. they're white presenting and they were wearing cornrows, and I was like, really? Whatever. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. There was a picture, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm sure they're an awesome person. But it yeah. just was like, damn. This is not the South Side that Sam yeah. Hunt is talking about. But, but you know what? Mm-hmm. I also thought about this. Liam, Yes. this is a delicate topic. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to help guide you through it. Okay. Rather than just give it to you so you can just fucking bomb. right? Because <laughs> we're friends and I don't want that to happen to you. <laughs> okay. So listen to what I'm going to say. Okay. Do not deviate. Okay, you ready? Yes, I'm listening to you. Do not include physical attributes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you appreciate about black women and femmes? No physical attributes. Do not do any comparisons. Just what you appreciate. You see, I'm guiding you right there.
0: Okay. You said, and does that mean like two separate answers or like
1: mm-hmm. one? Black women, uh, black women slash femmes. Some, f- okay. some people identify as femmes. some people identify as women, et cetera. I'm just broadening, broadening the scope. What do you appreciate? Because for those who don't know, Liam, okay, let me just give you, let you answer a question. Go ahead. Um, no physical attributes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No comparisons. Yeah. What do you appreciate about Black women or femmes?
0: I think I appreciate in different stages of my life Because of the world that we live in and you grow up in this world where um, you're kind of boxed and organized and you're taught to kind of look at things a certain way, collectively, all of us, especially, I think, in the United States. Um, occasionally, as you go through your life, you know, you're, you're kind of taught like, OK, you're part of this group and that group is over there and you guys have like this minimal interaction. Uh, but as you actually go through your real life you have all these moments that you wouldn't expect and you weren't prepared to have this connection with somebody and when it happens it kind of restores a little bit of faith in your general understanding of humanity because you're like wow that was really nice that felt completely organic in fact neither one of us quote unquote had something to gain from like the broader perspective in this moment and we just had a very human interaction with each other that resonated on a different level and i think that Probably in American society, you have white men, I'm a white guy, and then you have black women, and they're probably at the furthest ends of the spectrum in a, in a kind of oversimplified sense. And uh, in various moments of my life, I've had these kind of genuine, unexpected interactions uh, with particularly like older black women, to be honest with you, and very welcoming, very hospitable, and really uh, meant a lot to me in all those different moments, unexpectedly.
1: Okay. Congratulations. Black women are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And you have been blessed to be interacting with Black women and femmes for a great majority of your life. Yes. Anyway, so this line, girl from the South Side, had me thinking all these things. And I thought I might ask you since you're married to a Black femme. Mm -hmm. A Black woman. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Here are some elements that I love about. This song, or that, I found things that I appreciated. Let's say I appreciated. I'm not gonna be like I loved. I appreciated mm-hmm. what I noticed throughout because I listened to a couple of different. I listened to the Montevello, montavello album,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was the first one. Yeah, Montev- Mont- Montevallo. I don't know. It's a town in Alabama. Yo, shout out to y'all. um I'm working on my pronunciation. I don't know. Give me grace, right? So the 2014 that was released. And that one was about, do you know what it was about? I do not know. So it was mostly based off of the relationship that Sam had mm-hmm. with this person, on and again, off again person that they wound up marrying. And then this this album, Southside. with the correlation that I see there are these narratives that Sam hooks into uh the songs. So there's actual actual narratives with describing what looks like an objective point of view of a situation that may be happening. And sometimes Sam breaks into these within the song. It reminds me of a very, very distant, I'm going to say very distant mm-hmm. example of tank and the Bangas. Have you ever heard tank in the Bangas before? I haven't. We'll definitely do a song on here because there's so many there. They have beautiful songs, but do they do a really great job of it's not something that's just been invented, but they do, I think a really fantastic lovable job of weaving in narratives into their song structures mm-hmm. and I don't think Sam does the like that kind of job of it but I do for listening to country music and listening to this person listening excuse me to white soul mm-hmm. um and listening to Sam Hunt do this I think that when I listen to country music I can create this separation of oh I see that you in this field may be doing something that's a little um, distant from what people, are are used to hearing. Yeah. And then also the hip hop element that comes in. Totally. Now this is is this the the hi hat? Hey, hey,
0: hey. It's not hi-hat. the hi hat, but it works kind of uh in relationship with the hi hat. What is it? Well it's just it's just what it is. It's a hey, it's like a chant going on there, but it, it's okay. it's coming on the upbeat, which is boom up boom up boom up boom up. Is that the so- snare? No, no. So the if you think of the just the general beat, like boom, boom, boom. boom, uh-huh.
1: boom
0: when your head goes up, that's the upbeat, and uh-huh. that makes this song a very like head noddable song, which is mm-hmm. the heart of what makes hip hop like really. When you think of hip hop, you think of nodding your head a lot of the time, and 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 the reason why country gatekeepers don't like this artist, I I suspect that has a lot to do with it. It's this hip hop pop music influence on it, which is it's not even like they're trying to hide it it's like it's just interjected into the song is kind of a and
1: for for that alone sam hunt i fuck with you for that alone okay what else do you love about this song tell me more about why it's perfect to you
0: so and i guess after i got thrown for a loop right before we did the podcast because that's when i finally read what the internet thought about this song and i was like oh wow apparently people hate this shit I think much like we've been repeating ourselves the whole time is that the ambiguity, there's like a real poetry to this song where I felt like if you actually just wrote down the lyrics and read them over again, you would actually be impressed with, again, his ability to take kind of innate phrases, just kind of passing phrases and use them in a way that allows you to immediately connect on several different ways in a very deep level. Like this whole thing, like me and her go way back, like Cadillac seats. And it's just like, (laughs) It's a cultural thing. Like you kind of have to be American to like really appreciate immediately the nuances that he's weaving in there. But I think it's fucking amazing. Fantastic. You know, doing 15 and a 30, like he doesn't explain yes. to you what he's actually going with, but you can totally get it in a much deeper way than I felt on you slowly. <laughs> like, you would sound okay. creepy and get thrown off stage.
1: <laughs> right. No. And I, and I think that, that, that nuance, Uh, let's let's call it nuance if we will in the chorus part body like a back road driving with my eyes closed i know every curve like the back of my hand Mm -hmm. like you know when you're having this you know this uh double entendre what you say and then doing 15 and 30 i ain't in no hurry i'm gonna take it slow just as fast as i can nice it's really dope it's really nice you know and and it's one of those things when i was when i was listening to i was like oh shit This is something, Mm -hmm. you know, it's simple. And even when I listen to the interviews of Sam talking about it, of like, I really have these heavy songs often. And I wanted to be able to have something that was light. And, you know, the commitment, Not, I'm not really committed to, like, I didn't know how successful this song was going to be. But the idea of something different than what I was doing and giving myself a chance to just kind of have this lighthearted moment is what the song is. and, And it just is what it is. Yep. you know and so whatever the for me whatever the critics say is just this is an artist being an artist and yep. creating variations in their life so they're not doing the same heavy things mm-hmm. per se and I just I love I love that chorus right there really the nice. way that it's the way that it's obvious and not obvious Yeah, right uh, so I, I definitely appreciate that and I'm with you on that one
0: and I, again I just feel like music critics overemphasize like the overly dramatic like non-casual song too much when sometimes because I guess you can explicitly talk about what it means the artist and the broader scope of things whereas this because it's ambiguous is harder to tie to something very specific so it's easy to dismiss but musically it can mean a lot more to the listener the actual people who consume the music in their everyday lives than the deep song you know that requires you to like be in a certain mindset to listen to it so yeah have you
1: have you ever seen this uh, show called rap shit no, but I think I've seen the, like the poster for it um, Yeah, <laughs> it's on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to ruin, um about to ruin something for you and for the listeners. But so there's this moment, by the way, Kid Fury is one of the, is I think the writer might've been the, I know you love Kid Fury. So he's, he's hilarious. I like him. Laughing. Kid Fury is one of the writers on this, if not the, I don't know, but one of the writers. And In the show, it's so funny because they have these two characters and one is just like, yo, just chill. It's not even that big of a deal. They're both rappers Mm -hmm. and they're creating a rap group and one person is like really serious. It would be like me (laughs) in high school. This is what this rapper is like. Like me in high school and they're just really, yo, it's not that serious. Queen, let's see if like chill, you know? (laughs) And in that way, this is what their partner is saying to them. Like, if you just want to be, I think that line is actually in the show, but it's really Mm -hmm. funny because they have this performance and- they're fucking it's dope they're having this dope ass performance the crowd is going wild is james harden's birthday party and they're tearing it up they do their first song and then they're about to do their hit seducing scheme and the person who's the conscious quote-unquote conscious rapper all Mm -hmm. of a sudden just goes off script Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm just feeling the moment right now and you can tell it's just about to be a disaster (laughs) and i'm like no 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 we're having such a good time don't do it and then they just do this freestyle that's completely like not commercial, not the vibe and then the whole room just shuts down. Yeah. It, and it reminds me of like that's the Sam Hunt when you listen to the album, yeah. but then when you hear the commercial things, you, that's the the other part of the um the other part of the rap shit, yeah. the fun part. And so this song to me is the fun part, but I definitely like I appreciate an artist who's able to to take a step back and be like, "Mm, don't take yourself so serious. Mm -hmm. Let me go in and and create this other space for people to be able to enjoy me. So I think to me, that's what I love about it as well. After listening to a couple of um, albums by Sam Hunt.
0: I would love to hear like a country music critic, listen to us talk about the song and explain to us why we're wrong. You know what I mean? (laughs) I still don't get it. Cause I think that if you go back and listen to like the "Get jiggy with his slander, like yeah. 30 years later or however long ago it was, it would be like, that person was just a hater. Like, <laughs> why yeah. you fuck with Will Smith. Like, I know like Will Smith just is having like a good time right now,
1: but. You know, but Will's having a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and when you listen to Will's music, you're having a good time. Yes. You know, even if you're like, oh, this is, look, I know people, I know when you go to an event and someone plays getting jiggy with it and you're the thug, like you're the quote unquote thug of the thug <laughs> looks, right? <laughs> I know if you're the homie, I know in your mind, you're like getting jiggy with it. Nah, 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 I just know that you are because I I am. And I know that it's a catchy thing and people want to have fun. Yes. And that was what Will Smith, Essence of Will Smith was about, even though it was felt like corny rap. Mm -hmm. Will Smith is only rapper to perform at the white house. I think to date a whole set, a whole set, a whole thing. So whatever. Okay. Whatever. Will Smith, we're going to give you, we can give you some flowers (laughs) as they would say, we're going to give you some flowers.
0: I um one other thing I want to hit on on this that uh I think happens and so I'm not a country fan. I can't really articulate myself that well in and around the real like details of country music, but I do have a country playlist on my phone and country music is absolutely one of those things where I would say a huge percentage of it I immediately dismiss. It's like that's just not for me. I don't wanna really hear it. But then there'll be a country song every so often it comes on that I'm like, this is one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. This is a good example of them, but there's a, a bunch more. So I have a country music playlist and one thing i do want to point out that i really appreciate about country music is a couple things and i think it really all does stem kind of similar to what you're talking for earlier from like black southern gospel music and uh like music from the church in the south and in particular i think of like the harmonies that country music really emphasizes and goes out of its way to make it kind of a celebrated moment in a song that i think a lot of other genres They more subtly do harmonies in my opinion and country music like bashes you over the head with a harmony and like kicks you down a flight of steps with it um i can hear a lot of the like you know kind of church southern church influence on country music and even if you're not religious when you listen to a lot of these southern churches sing you can't help but have almost like a religious experience listening to how beautiful it is and Mm -hmm. i like that country music (laughs) emphasizes and celebrates elements of that in their music and you can tell it came from that originally but uh, so i guess i'm saying i like both i like black southern gospel music and i like the fact that what the the elements that thread into it in country music also the harmonies Mm -hmm. are unbelievable amazing and this song does a great job of it it's like he's singing just by himself and then there'll be this moment where the harmony comes in right with the next note and it feels so good when it hits it's like it really it does I think humans are wired in a certain way where that just resonates within us in a way that, and you know, animals don't. And that's one of the things that makes us human. No, I feel you
1: on that. I did. i like, I missed a smidgen of what you said, but i heard mm-hmm. the, the back end of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the way that you're explaining it is just, mm, it's yeah. very, I would say delicious. I love the way that you express that.
0: Yeah. And I, and I do think there's a sentiment, not even a sentiment. I think it, it, you can't really argue against this idea that, any music that's american basically came from black americans right and then it's kind of permeated through all these different genres and become you know interweaving in in many different things and i think this song's just interesting because i think it does a good job of because you can hear some white artists make music especially this kind of country hip-hop fusion thing where it sounds a little like it's pandering And then I think I can hear some examples of songs where there is a fusion going on and it, it, it sounds still authentically to that artist, whoever that artist is. And to me, I feel this one does a good one where it's, it's enough. It doesn't sound like he's trying to like hip hop it up for me. I think this is just a song that happened. Now, with that said, it is completely hip hop. Um, What's the word? Infused. Mm-hmm. Uh, affected by. Uh, and, and I've even seen some concerts of him sing this live and he, a lot of times he does it kind of like how a rapper does it, where you're kind of walking mm-hmm. around stage with the mic and you're uh, like holding the mic like oh, a rapper wow. would. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird to see that. That part I wasn't expecting. I thought he was just going to be there with a guitar, uh, like, you know, all my ideas of country music artists. But I think this has changed <laughs> recently. But that was weird. I, was, I, I didn't <laughs> see country music perform kind of like rappers would.
1: But Yeah, it gives me the sense of like I listen to country music. I I like listening to good music, you know, whatever that is, however it comes. And Old Town Road, one of my one of my teammates when I was in college was like, "Yo, you gotta listen to the song." Take me home to a place I belong. Oh, no. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is a bop. This is a bop. That's the same one that Nas, Lil Nas X, did, right?"
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like a direct redo of it or just kind of like, you know, embodies the same of uh, mm-hmm. like feelings and, and content. I don't know that part, but I think they're both dope songs.
1: Yeah, no, I was I was just thinking to myself like that, that connection of the one of the one songs that I was like, this is very, this is a, a one that I really bob with having it be redone mm-hmm. um, by Little Nas X and them not considering it country. Yeah and that whole debate and then bringing back to Sam Hunt and being like, okay, these gatekeepers, what is, does it have to be in this key? Does it have to have this many notes? Yeah. Like what, what distinguishes it? And also understanding, well, if it's, if we don't gatekeep country, then anybody can get in. Yeah. Anybody can do this thing. And now we can't give awards to people and we can't run this system that is
0: supposed to get people the hierarchies that we desire. I didn't think of it. You're right. Like Lil Nas X is like, look what happened when we finally let her guard down. <laughs> now he's making a music video where he's like, lap dancing on the devil. And it's like,
1: <laughs> oh, oh,
0: <laughs> Lil
1: Nas X, the most famous troll in the world. <laughs> <laughs> i never all thought right. about it like that. They were like, all
0: right, we'll let you get past just this one time. <laughs> and then little Nas X is like, I did it. And, like,
1: and they're like, no, just was joking. It. Just kidding. <laughs> all right. What else you got for me? because I have some questions for you, but I want to give you the space because this is your song. Okay.
0: Again, I can't overemphasize it enough. I think the music, the harmonies, the musicality of it is just so catchy. Hits me and hits me in the feels every time I hear those harmonies hit. And I think he just did such a good job with the way back like Cadillac seat doing 15 and a 30. He, He found this line of both being like, you know, There's a thin line between being creepy and being like, oh, he's sweet, you know? And he stayed on the (laughs) right side of that line. Yeah. Um, And then again, I think he did a good job of mushing all these music genres together and not sounding like he was like pandering to do it to Mm -hmm. get, uh, you know, popularity out of it, which my guess is that's what the critics say he unsuccessfully did. It sounded like it was pandering to the general, bigger audience, but I disagree
1: yeah, you know, here's the thing. I think that it sounds authentic, maybe to Sam Hunt from what I know about Sam Hunt. Mm-hmm. But we could also argue what authenticity is when it comes to a this particular person in this particular body using these particular elements, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a thing that we can argue, but, you know, this person is making these songs. It's a bop for me. yeah, you know, like I'm not saying it's necessarily perfect. I do think it's a bop. And yeah. I do think there's some some perfect elements of it. like this chorus fucking knocks, yeah hands down it knocks maybe maybe along the line a couple more listens to it i may be like you know what liam i changed my mind okay this is this is something but i do think in sam hunt's catalog mm-hmm. this is this for me is top notch yeah in in sam's catalogs i think it's a nice little break or detour from the other pieces of 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 the work yeah of the things that i've listened to
0: yeah um yeah again what how do you feel do you have a strong opinion? If you don't, that's fine. I'm sure you have a strong opinion, but it may not be the right like setting to talk about it. But like, at what point do artists cross the line, particularly like male identifying artists where they go from like, Oh, that's a sweet ode to your affinity for women and fems to like, dude, like you just went a little too far and I got creepy and like, I'm out. I think most often
1: it, it that's a hard thing to say. Like, I don't, have an answer to that but I do think that I find well if there's a line Mm -hmm. you know I think it's it's there's a lot of things okay let me say I believe in people giving be having the opportunity to speak their language because we all come from different places and someone may understand something in only their language because they don't know my language and so for me to deny somebody the opportunity to, to be who they who they are like for me, it's just denying somebody their human existence. Mm-hmm. But then I also think there's a cultural piece where it's like any like male identified person out the gate, you're already gonna be doing something that almost always is toting the line. Mm-hmm. Because there's a so much unlearning that you have to do just as a person existing. And then mm-hmm. unless you're dedicated to doing that, you're going to always do some shit that crosses a quote unquote line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's this question that can't be readily answered
0: or, you know, it's tough to it's tough to like identify where it is. And I think that's what makes it special when someone does it right. It's like, thank you. Like, fucking okay, mm-hmm. way to go.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's nice to be able to listen to something and not be like, this didn't go left. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go left. <laughs> you know. Like, uh, so I was like, OK, yeah. all right. We're still here this is great. All right, Sam, you did a good job, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's right. all, you know, it's all perspective. It's all perspective. I can say Sam did a good job, you know, and for someone else, it's like, no, that shit, you know, as we've heard, mm-hmm. it's not a good job, quote yeah. unquote, good job, but it's a bop for me.
0: Nope. Nope. Those are my, uh, I've, I've communicated all the things that I think I feel really make this a uh, perfect song. What did they say in the
1: comments? I feel like the comments would have been popping.
0: Yeah. I like the comments on this a lot. again, Hip hop YouTube comments mostly just suck. And I think anytime we've done non hip hop music and I've had to look at the YouTube comments, it's much more interesting. I feel like people's mm-hmm. overall have like a more creative input. Um I'll I'll go through a couple of these. So um the first one is quote, I got a body like a light pole, but this is still one of my favorite songs by him. This <laughs> is by Jalisa Henderson.
1: Damn, we read names now? Okay.
0: Let's yeah, do it. I'm, I'm trying to credit all the YouTube people. <laughs> um and then the next one go is even though i got a body like a four-lane highway i still love this song <laughs> so, what the, why are they all okay I, just, I, thought, I, I thought it was creative that they like because when i listened to the song i didn't even think to look at it that way but i yeah. guess it's like um mm-hmm. and then uh this song makes me feel like nothing bad exists and it helps me uh, at hard times uh and then the last one is i'm not a big fan of country but i love this song the first time i heard it when it was played on the radio i had to download it which was kind of my experience like I'm not actively in the country music space, but when mm-hmm. I heard this one, I was like, yes. It's a bop. For show. For show. Okay. Look, so,
1: Sam, I have some questions for you. You're not mm-hmm. Sam, but I have questions about Sam for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was going back into the Sam Hunt archives, and I noticed a theme. Mm-hmm. And the theme is really heartbreak. It kind of reminds me of 808s and heartbreaks, and you're toting this line, uh, which, you know, when we talk about Kanye and his harassing tendencies uh that this line of putting people in 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 danger Mm -hmm. without thinking about what that could mean but besides that in these pieces uh i'm going through montevallo Mm -hmm. just that album i noticed the theme and i wanted to ask you questions based off the song names and what was going on in those songs so let's see how we do here one of the songs is called breaking up in a small town okay You and I grew up in a small town Mm -hmm. and I was curious if you have a story or a moment where you broke up in a small town, because the song really is about seeing you constantly with other people and not wanting to see you because I'm in a small town. Has that happened for you? Some semblance or anything happened for you having contact with somebody you didn't want to see or break up in a small town and you had like an instance or a moment.
0: Totally. I mean, even, um, that happens to me in a small town and you're right, then you you're kind of forced to see what you don't want to see and just kind of eat it. Like, well, yeah, yeah, what else am I going to do other than just watch this happen in front of me? Um, And then I remember I used to work at the bus station in Boston and I worked at customer service at this Mm -hmm. bus station. So this is like the third busiest bus station in the country. And then I had struck up something with one of the like frequent passengers. And I was like all the way in. I was like, Oh my God, the fucking butterflies and the birds were chirping. (laughs) and then um, at the last moment, it like didn't work out. And then I remember she would then show up at the bus station <laughs> with her boyfriend. Oh, like, man. Boston. I'll just be and I'm getting paid, I'm like, I can't go anywhere. I'm like stuck there, that's my job. Like, you okay. can't go on lunch break. Yeah, exactly, yeah, it's like, so.
1: Okay, so there's another person, uh, another song that's called X2C, not ecstasy, but X-E-X-2-C. Okay. And the song is about being the person that the rebound of oh you have an ex and you're just putting me on your arm so this ex can see Uh, see me with you mm -hmm. and you can make them jealous have you ever been the person that is trying to get your ex jealous or have you been the person who's
0: um the one who's being made jealous does that make sense um yeah no no it totally makes sense i think that's a common thing unfortunately and especially like younger relationships Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have in the sense of like gone out of my way to visit. Like typically if, if something ends, like I'm not in a, a situation, especially if it was like a meaningful, like thing that lasted a while where I share the same space with that person enough where there's like opportunities to do this thing where you like show off something. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the age of social media, this rally happens a lot um this is like the ultimate like sneak this is like you break up with somebody and you post some picture where you're like on a date or there's some kind of like vague oh yeah thing. yeah, yeah um but i don't think i've i've been directly in it but i've definitely i've had that feeling where if you break up or like something doesn't work out you're like i wish that person could see me now and whatever this thing is but
1: yeah I mean, not, not yeah. to the
0: point where i'm like actively like doing stuff oh
1: yeah yeah no i've definitely i've always had situationships is what they call now so i can't really say this or that but i mean i've always been the person who people just really did me dirty <laughs> always did me dirty. i'm not sure if i think the did me dirty part and the one that got away yeah you know what I mean. i'm not really sure if people wanted to make me jealous i'm maybe mm-hmm. i'm not sure um i can't really recall any any anything specific at this particular moment but i'm sure there's some shit there
0: yeah and i guess for me like if someone ever tried to do that to me it never affected me like i you know, it, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, like that, that's a weird dynamic. like, why are you over trying to like do this to this mm-hmm. other person with this other person? Yeah. Just,
1: or why did I matter that much to you? If yeah. I matter that yeah. much to you, then you might as well be with me. Exactly. Like, exactly. you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. okay. there's another song called "Cop Car.": Okay. And uh, in this song, here are the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It goes, something about how the blue lights were shining mm-hmm. bring and it brings out the freedom in your eyes. So wait, hold on. Something about how the blue lights were shining, bringing out the freedom in your eyes. Okay. Okay. Do you think of this when you get pulled over? No. <laughs> so, so let me give you a little bit more context. it's yeah, a weird. Letter. So this person is on a date. Sam uh-huh. is on a date with this person, and they're having a good time. And then they get pulled over by the police, mm-hmm. and they're saying something about how your, uh, how your eyes were shining under the blue lights, uh, brought freedom in your eyes something something like that yep. i have a totally different experience when i'm thinking about that <laughs> scenario
0: i was curious what what is your experience when you think about that um like blue lights and being pulled over Hmm. um i mean it, it never feels good that's why I, I i don't i haven't heard the song you're talking about but that's that's weird <laughs> like, <laughs> even for like white people who like benefit mostly from the judicial system um I, I would be weirded out by anyone that genuinely had some sort of like positive feeling when they're pulled over by the police. But I will say, as I've gotten older, this is one of those moments where it's very clear, like, as you know, it was probably clear to every black person from the beginning. But like, as you're white and you get older, this is one of those moments that becomes more clear as you get older that, wow, there's just a totally different dynamic when police are involved. And it's, it's negative to begin with. I, I never have a good interaction. Not, I shouldn't say that. I never have a good feeling whenever I have to deal with police, because that typically means things aren't going good for whatever reason, fair or unfair. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine black people have. a And I've had black people explain to me in depth, like, it's not just that this sucks and my day is messed up. It's like I'm worried for whether or not I'm going to survive every time I have these kind of interactions. I just thought it was interesting, really, that the
1: word freedom was in there. Yeah. And I was like, huh, it's so interesting that that's your perspective, and how my p- perspective is completely different than that. But you get to have that experience and you write about it in a song. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting and I wanted to ask you about it. Last piece. Last question. Okay. So Sam Hunt listening to all of Sam's albums reminds me of complications, love complications, all everywhere, mm-hmm. all over the place. As a person who is now married, mm-hmm. you know, and experienced in relationship, you know, I don't know how I don't know how many, what are you, three years in? Yeah, almost. Okay. And, um, I was wondering when I'm 11 years in, right. I was wondering, do you have any advice that you would give another person about keeping a relationship together? Something that's helped you on your journey?
0: Yeah. I think that you're going to have arguments. You're going to have disagreements. There's all that stuff is going to happen. Um, well, what, the difference between that and relationships that don't work out is like you have to, If hopefully both of you feel the same way where it's like the initial reaction to this bad experience between y'all two is not to like just end and walk away. Um, it's we have to somehow work through this. It's not going to be fun, blah, blah, blah. But if you if your mind goes through breakup right away, whenever there's a hardship, that's not a good sign. Mm -hmm. And like patience in these moments where things aren't going well and you're frustrated or you have a bad feeling or whatever's going on. It's easy to go to the breakup space pretty quickly because that's a simple way to resolve the problem. And then you just move on and there's quote unquote plenty of efficiency, blah, blah, blah. But have some patience, even if it doesn't work out, even if you need to break up, I think it's a much better thing to wait on it instead of just jump out the window because people have ups and downs. Humans have ups and downs and you got to, if you really wanna be with the person, you have to be willing to weather those moments.
1: Word. Um, I think for me, it's understanding that people evolve. And if you're gonna make a decision to roll with somebody, make that decision to roll with them and do the evolution. Make sure that you're completing your own evolution as that person is. And I think that is can be a brilliant thing about relationships is so that you get to see each other evolve. But really paying attention to the ways that you show up in relationship uh, with your companion in the ways that you need to evolve kind of dealing with your shit mm-hmm. you know and I think that that's really helped me to understand oh I got a lot of shit and how am I gonna deal with that shit yeah. because it's my job in order for me to show up in this relationship because it's not 50-50 it's I gotta bring my 100 yeah. to your 100 mm-hmm. you don't get half of me you, you're you supposed to be able to get all of me mm-hmm. and that's what I'm learning as the the evolution process of, of my relationship in year 11 mm-hmm. Which I never thought I'd be in year 11. Man, wow. I never thought I was going to get married. Not because it was impossible, but because I just thought I wasn't the type. Mm-hmm. So, but here I am making wow. it
0: work. Yeah.
1: What does your dad have to say about Sam
0: Hunt? You think my dad knows who Sam Hunt is?
1: This is a tricky one because Sam Hunt I get is like kind of under, like under underground. But I think... <laughs>
0: But it's the uh, huge, just like country, music song ever. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: A mess, yeah. But I think this song is a, is a is a big song, so I'm 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 on the fence about it. But I think I'm gonna go with yes. Your dad has heard of Sam Hunt.
0: Okay, let's listen. Do you know an artist named Sam Hunt? I don't know him. No. Hello. He's not white famous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> You're not white famous. You still have to do some more work. <laughs> maybe bridge out to the white community a little harder <laughs> less hip hop influence
1: in your music. they're not feeling the white soul I don't know what you're doing here singular well I haven't been wrong in a long time oh it doesn't feel good but I'm gonna eat that singular most fantastical moment
0: uh I like when he says doing 15 and a 30 and then the, the the percussion drops boom and then it's like this bass line and that that hi-hat is going it's a great feeling mm-hmm. when that drops
1: yeah no uh, for sure I was gonna go with the chorus for me okay that's the, the chorus. I'm specifically honing in on the lyrics, mm-hmm. but the chorus is just smooth, effortless. I love that. I love that about it. Dope. Where can people find and listen to the song?
0: Uh, unbeknownst to me, it's available in a lot of places. Spotify. Just tell them our playlist.
1: Just tell them our, our playlist. playlist.
0: It's on our playlist.
1: What's our playlist called?
0: What's Perfect Really Podcast playlist.
1: Where can they find it?
0: On Spotify. Just type all that stuff in. and Bam. There you go. Yeah. Is there any other playlist? Oh, there's a YouTube playlist also, which is good because some of the songs that we've picked aren't on Spotify. They're like, they're, they're more obscure or they don't have the copyrights or whatever the hell it is. But.
1: Word. There you have it. The playlist and share with us what you think about this song, this perspective, anything we share today in the podcast, you can hit us up at what's perfect, really podcast at gmail.com. What do you think about white soul? Hit us up. Let us know. What What is white soul? Uh, at what's perfect really podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram at what's perfect really podcast, and we're on Twitter at what's perfect really without the vowels. So that's W H T S P R F C T R L Y. And we invite you to take what you want from this podcast and leave what you don't because ain't nobody perfect. Peace, y'all.
0: Hello, you are watching an informative video to learn more about an English word perfect. P-E-R-F-E-C-T. Perfect. Definitions of perfect. Adjective. Having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics, as good as it is possible to be. Perfect.